0: Hello and welcome to the Highlights episode of the Bikes and Bulldust podcast with Todd and Jed. In this episode, we're joined by veteran Australian off-road racer, Josh Green. Social media post of the month. We're going to try and do one of these in every episode and try and find something fun. Maybe it's got to do with our guest or something funny or yeah, something that catches our eye. Yeah, yeah, something that was interesting, like last month we had the motobot thing. So for this month, I thought it was pretty fitting. Greeny, we've got you on. Uh... A post that you were involved with, that I was not—I'm not in the clip by any stretch—but I was there and saw all the events happen. So, just before you mentioned, you made it six HD. So he posted it. So we'll repost it back on ours here pretty soon. So you and I are at the 2018 YZ450 uh, media introduction yep. uh, at Coolum in Queensland. I was there on behalf of Cycle Talk, doing you know my normal testing, shooting video having a yarn, writing an article, all that sort of stuff. You were there on behalf of Yamaha at the time? Yeah, I was there just with Yamaha as the Yamaha team rider
1: and just wanted to ride the new bikes and do whips, really. (laughs) Yeah, just join in and help out. (laughs) Yeah, hang out. Look cool. Make the bikes look good.
0: Yeah, so these days are pretty fun. Like, a bunch of you pros will show up and have have a ride with us, help us out where we need to. There's mechanics and managers and let's be honest, they're a pretty fun day.
1: Yeah, they're good fun. It's a good fun. And, and you can talk smack with all the journalists. And, you know, they want to bounce old evil off you with the bike. And you're like, oh, yeah, don't really want to say too much. But they're good. And, you know, things like that. So they're a good day. You get to ride with people. It's free
0: food. You know,
1: it's a good time.
0: Yeah, they fly you up. They put yep. you in a nice hotel. It's yep. all around good it's time. Yeah. So I'm out riding around. I think it was early in the afternoon. I'm out riding around just doing a few laps. I'm probably half knackered at this point. And yourself and Chris Hollis come belting past me on like the main straight there at Coulomb after you come out of turn one. You guys go flying past me and off you go into the distance. Before we get into what happened, how did you actually get to have a GoPro on you? Like, were you doing stuff for them or it was just spur of the moment? Or um, I was doing stuff for at Six
1: HD, so I think he was filming a bit of what was going on with the new bike and stuff, and they just wanted some content. So um, we did a lap where Hollis had the GoPro facing me from. From his back um, And then I was doing a lap With it on my chest mount Following him Chest or helmet Whatever it was But um, Just basically in tow Getting footage of him Riding the new bike
0: So So you go Flying past me Nail a couple of turns And I go around this Right hander Rail the berm And out of the corner Of my eye I just see this (laughs) Yellow body Just get Like ejected Like A rock out of a slingshot Mate I've never seen anything like it flew through the air And I'm like what was that? What just happened? I come around the next corner, and here's Chris Hollis, previous AORC legend, Yep, just peeled out on the ground. You're behind him. Once he got up, it was actually a pretty funny clip. How was it from your recollection? What happened? So there's like a there was like a little – it come out of a turn, and there was a little step-up
1: thing, and then it went into like a roller or some humps or something. But what they'd done at Coolum at the time was they had irrigation off the side of the track to water the track. But where they had the stems coming up, instead of just having a stem coming up, they had like a foot-high pile of dirt that was rock hard. And there was a tyre there too, I think. A tyre on it to go like, oh, there's a there's a big amount of dirt there, but there was a tyre there and there's a, the irrigation thing coming out of it. And I guess it's from people running off the track and just kicking the irrigation thing. They don't want that to happen. The way this, the lines had formed up before the step-up was it ran you to the edge of the track and Hollis was on a flyer and we were doing inside-outsides to look cool for the GoPro. So I'd gone outside, which set me up straighter for the thing, and he'd come inside and sort of seat bounce. And when he landed, he landed off the edge of the track, clipped a tyre that was on the edge of the track, and it pretty much sent him right straight into the mound. And it's just like a foot-high vertical sand wall with an irrigation pipe in the middle. So he's hit it, and it's just ejected him so far. So, like, I'm in the air... And because I was behind him, I sort of was following, like you get stuck following where people are going. So I was kind of going off the track too, but I managed to pull back on and then I just saw a 450 fling up in the air about 10 foot beside me. So I'm like ducking and pulling left, waiting for this 450 to land on me. And Hollis goes like, would have had to have been 10, 10 maybe more metres past and just so I just see a 450 drop beside me and then
0: I just see Hollis drop about 10 metres in front of me just as like a pretzel I couldn't believe what I saw like I come around I was like wow and then these Yamaha people come running because these are like brand new first YZ450s in the country no parts new model Yeah, no (laughs) parts you know, and there's Yamaha people running for their bike and then there's medics running for Hollis and yeah. then we're all, like, galling around him. Fortunately, he was fine.
1: Yeah, he was, like, he was barely winded. He just like, wow, what happened? I was like, dude, you were, like, good, you know, 10 foot in the air and you went, like, you hit that mound and you're, like, 20 metres from that now. And we weren't, it wasn't a super fast part of the track, but just the way he hit it. It just ejected him and he couldn't. There was nothing
0: he could do. No, there was, <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> he, he was could just do. like Superman. He was along for <laughs> yeah. the ride. It was definitely an epic clip. So if you haven't seen it, we'll repost it on our socials. Have a look, check it out. It it's was huge. epic. Yep.
2: If you have a question or something you would like to talk about, send us an email or message us on Facebook
0: and Instagram. All of the. 2021 model bikes have now broken cover except Gas Gas and that's if a 2021 model is even coming from the well now KDM owned brand I mean it's crickets on that front and COVID I'm sure has messed up their whole production and you know pre-production testing the whole outlook for the the Gas Gas brand so who knows with that the CRF450 all new everything so I'm not going to dive into the bits and pieces of that one Looks the same as that pre-production model from the GP guys that they've been riding in Europe. Looks really cool to me. I think, to me anyway, it's the most interesting bike for next year as far as, you know, what's new. Roxon and Chase Sexton will be on it in the in the States and I think it's going to be interesting to see how that develops, especially with Canard, Trey Canard, working as the team's development rider there. As far as power goes, I'm you know, I'm sure any sort of 450 like that's fast enough. It's not hard to get a power out of that size engine. But, you know, getting that handling and and balance right will be interesting and to see how that unfolds. I I think, well, in my opinion, they've been a step behind the Austrian bikes in that department the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, I think that'll be cool to see how that goes. The KX250F, or KX250 as it's now known, it's all new as well. Electric start, finally. They've copied, copied the clutch design from the KTM and Husky for both the 450 and 250. So it's got that... Uh, concave spring at the front, which acts as a spring. So the six springs that are normally in a clutch are out, and they've now got that spring washer, I guess you could call it, which loads your spring. Um, that Kawasaki used to be a pretty big powerhouse, you know, 2012, 13, 14. It was one of the fastest 250Fs, and it really hasn't been the last few years. So be interesting to see if that thing's back at the front of the pack, you know, with that new model. Bit of a side note from Kawasaki, though. I don't know if you boys read press releases a whole lot. I Probably probably not. I guess I do because I do the testing a bit more. Someone at Kawasaki has this obsession with pistons. Every year it comes out and they're like, the new bridged box bottom piston, the new piston with blah, blah, blah coating. Every year. And it's happened for like 10 years. I don't know what they've got for pistons, but like you watch, oh, the Kawasaki piston. So is I
1: guess you've got to change something. Part, is it the same part number? It's probably the same piston. And they just go backwards and Copy forwards? Copy and pasted the same thing that he's written from years before in the <laughs> press release. You've got to change something. B&G. Oh, piston and graphics. Team old, Yamaha. Old graphics. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you do? Put a blue piston in, do you? No. Oh, you can't we'll, buy blue pistons? Or? We'll
2: go more into the Yamahas later. All oh, right.
0: Well, we're up to the Yamahas now. Well, come on. Let's How lay it out. Oh. How good are they? How
1: good do the new
0: 450s and the 250s look? So the 450 is the same with new graphics. It's coming to the end of its model cycle, though, if you look at history anyway. I'm sure COVID's thrown a spanner at that. So it be interesting to see what happens down the track there. 250, new chassis, updated engine. I'm not going to get into all the parts, but effectively it's got more power, and it's aimed at mid to top. So more revvy power, which is a bit more along the lines of how that KTM is. Anyway, uh, Yamaha tend to... Look pretty hard at their chassis and engine sort of halfway through their model cycles and that 250 is up to that. So, kind of seen that one coming. Monster Energy Graphics, if you want to pay a couple of hundred bucks more for them, Jed. Come on, boys. Yamaha, you said they were great. Oh, that
1: 250 is good. Anyone that gets on the 250 just goes, wow. They're just good. They're fast. They're powerful. And I mean, honestly, 90% of Australian motocross doesn't need a 450. 250s are good. They're fast. Um, you know it's the same in the trail ride, trail ride world you know most people don't need a 450 but they do cuz it's the Aussie way everyone has to have a V8 but it's the same with motocross you know you don't need a 450 they are good but a 250 is becoming that good now that realistically you know credit where it's due that yeah.
0: 250 is fantastic like that, i have 250 is really good I, I haven't spent a lot of time on the new one but on the previous models i have and obviously I've done plenty of testing on all the different models, and yeah, credit where it's due. It's, it's pretty hard to beat that YZ250F. Jed, are you going to get one? Are you going to throw yeah. down the cash?
2: Yep, lined up, ready to go. Oh, have you already yeah. lined it up yeah. yet, or? Oh, not not officially, but yeah, I will be. I will be up, updating. Yeah, it's happening. Um, which, as I generally do anyway, and I've had the previous models since what. 2000 and Since Jesus was a boy Yeah <laughs> Since they become
1: 254 strokes Oh no it was yeah. before that <laughs> Before that Yeah, yeah no yeah. it was before that Yeah, yeah. since yamaha have been blue yeah. I reckon You actually have been Yamaha yeah. for I remember like club days at Cessnock and you were Yamaha Yep Wow
2: Yeah I was yeah, I was Yamaha Went to KDM for a little bit oh, as, I as I started my apprenticeship at, And that was at a KDM dealership Got help through them And then went to Watto's Yamaha And I've been Yamaha ever since But yeah 250F unreal Can't wait to upgrade As they say you know Faster, better braking, more durable. There we go. <laughs> He's read a press release or two. Oh. Yeah, and as but we will touch on as you said, you don't need a you don't need a four fifty. I tell people that people go go on about a four fifty. Well, when you can ride a two fifty f flat out, let me know, and then you can go get a four fifty.
0: Absolutely, I, I yeah. think people get ahead of themselves on that. But like you said, Granny, we we drive twin turbo V eight Land Cruisers, and we ride four fifties, and you know the Ford Mustang V eight sells in droves, and you know, you more power. Bigger's
1: better, apparently. Oh, absolutely. But, so. yeah, I I mean, I, my bike that I have in the shed that I go to take out first when I'm going for a ride is a WR250. I enjoy riding it. I can ride the wheels off it. My yep. 450, it's a beast. i got to tame the thing, you know. It's the same with a motocross bike. I, I prefer to rail ruts and hold a 250F wide around a motocross track than I do having to try and hang on to my 450. Yep, exactly how I am. Couldn't agree more. So...
0: I'll be keeping the Husky, boys. I like the Husky, so... Silly man. No. For now. (laughs) Yeah. no.
2: I'm sure you'll come up with some other idea and change it like your underwear, so... You're probably right.
0: But anyway...
1: Gas Gas, coming soon.
0: Well, maybe we need to reach out to the guys at Gas Gas, you know, (laughs) hook up the Bikes and Bulldust show with a new bike, eh? (laughs) Bike sales are absolutely booming. I've been into a few dealerships lately, and there is nothing in stock anywhere. They've got random sizes of random bits of equipment. Jed, we went into KDM the other day to KDM Newcastle and had a look, and they pretty much said that they've run out of bikes, and they will run out of bikes in the next few weeks. And there's pretty much going to be nothing until the new stuff lands on the boat in September, October-ish. So that's, that's it. crazy. Some of those
2: are allocated as well already. So some of those are already gone. Yeah, I um, couldn't believe it. Not only bikes, it's parts, everything. Mountain bikes. Let's like, so you you push bikes as well, same. Can't can't keep them yep. in stock.
1: All all the push bike shops are sold out. Yeah. yeah outdoor activities are just, just going, going nuts, through. hey. Yeah. 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 But,
2: but there's an inter- interesting one as well. You were after a new set of boots.
0: We'll get to this one later. We'll okay, get to we'll the boot story later. later. I've got this written down on the notes here in a bit, but
2: yeah. but yeah, they are it's just booming. Due, due to COVID, outdoor recreational activities
0: have just gone nuts. It has. Like, I went to buy my young fella, it's his birthday soon, he's only one, he can't listen to this yet, I went to buy him a new Pushy. Dude, I rang around like seven shops trying to get him a Pushy and couldn't get one. Nope. And it's yeah. just a little 12-inch, you know, for a two-year-old, like, it's nothing and just, nah, sorry mate, no stock. And then when they yeah. did, they're like, yeah mate, it's going to be three or $400 or something and I'm like, oh, jeez, me broke just buying the kid a Pushy, so... <laughs> Anyway, so I dived into some figures and just, i will come up with a few interesting things on the bike sales here. So total sales of bikes in the period, according to FCAI. So FCAI is Federal Chamber of Automotive Industries. And in Australia, all of the brands have to declare how how many units they sell. And this happens for cars and bikes and all that sort of stuff. And it's used for banking and all sorts of stuff. But anyway, 52,000 bikes, roughly, which include road, dirt, adventure, quads and everything, up from 42,000 last during the same period last year. So 10,000 bikes more or 25% gain. The total off-road units that sold was just shy of 21,000 compared to 14,000 the year before. So that sort of mimic, mimics that 25% gain. The big brands, Yamaha, KDM, Husky, Honda, all saw gains of, sale, so that's pretty big numbers. Like, typically in a year you expect 3 or 4% gain. They went 30 to 40%, so massive stuff. If I was going to throw something at either of you guys, Greeny, what do you think was the highest selling bike in the last six months? Jet, I'm going to go with the 110. Okay. that's Yeah, I was going, going to say 110 as well. The KLX 110 Sold more than any other bike in any other category and sold 1,259 units. See, I would have thought it would have been the Honda. The, F- the Honda. reason
1: I say that is because I'm on a 110 Facebook page and everyone is selling secondhand 110s for a fortune because <laughs> you can't get them. And I actually. More s- than the
2: retail of a new one.
1: Yeah. Like literally. And <laughs> same I- as
0: Pee
2: Wees.
1: They're doing the same. Oh, hey, I sold yeah. mine because I turned my 110s over. And I can't get a new one from Yamaha. And I ride for Yamaha. There's none. There's no stock. So, you know, they're just – everyone's gone back into that mini moto phase. And I think it's cool because it's kind of bringing people into the moto who wouldn't normally buy a moto because they can buy a three green 110 and go and have a party and crash into each other and have fun. But I like motos. Like, why don't I go buy a 250 now? So
0: it's Totally. A- I think it would be really cool to get them in. And then hopefully they go and buy a wr250 like yes. what you just said, yep. or you know whatever, and they actually get into the sport. Once you know? they've
1: spent three grand, they'll spend ten grand. Like once you're hooked to something, you'll do it. You're in. You know, yeah, if you're having fun and all your mates have got them, yeah. Hundred percent, and then they go, "Oh, the islands opening back up." Well, I could go there and ride a four fifty. Well, I'll buy one of those. All right, let's do that. I got, I got, I can take my super out. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's right, straight from the one hundred and ten to a four fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's 100%. what they will do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't say that's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yamaha Monster Energy
0: Edition. <laughs> yes. Oh God. To give that some like perspective, last year in the same period, and I took these numbers off the CRF one hundred and ten. So there was a thousand and ninety two sold this year in the same period last year it was five hundred and seventy. So they literally doubled the sales of those 110s. That's impressive. So that's pretty big. Now, to add a little bit more perspective to 1,259 KLX 110s, which is just the same bike every single year and has been for like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, right? There's no technology. There's no research and development. Nothing's changed. Right, nothing's changed. YZ250F, highly developed, highly researched, changed every few years, sold 403 units. Which is a lot, but like that's a third of what the KLX did. So yeah. it's funny to put that perspective on it. But here we go. The Yamaha boys again. They've cleaned up the motocross category. 403 units for the YZ250. And then the 450F was the second most popular. So Yamaha 1 and 2 on the motocross chart. Granny, your WR450 topped and dominated the Enduro category. As so, they do. Yamaha was king of sales. But in my defense of my Husvana, right, we've got more bikes. Yeah, but they need more bikes to sell bikes. Yeah, and if you add all them up, we smoke yours. It doesn't matter. So if you get the 350, the 450, and the 500 sales, mate, Yamahas are in the shade.
2: Yeah, but yep. you, you've got to have all those bikes to, to, to sell, sell bikes. We just,
1: more keep variety. It, we just keep it simple. We don't need variety. We've got one that works. Yeah, we have got three that work. I've never pushed a Yamaha out of the bush, but when I tell you people trail ride, there's plenty of other bikes that I push out of the bush, and none of them are Yamahas.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. Just
1: saying, I've just I've, I trail ride a lot. <laughs> there's never been a Yamaha pushed out of the bush that I know of, but I've seen a lot of other bikes pushed out of the bush.
0: Is this because you spray paint the Yamahas? I mean, that break down. You spray them like orange or something before they come out of the bush? No, or?
1: no, it just doesn't happen. They just keep going. Don't, Don't worry, he'll,
2: he'll be gas gas next week.
0: You never know. Suzuki are pretty much nowhere eh, in these categories. I tried to find some Suzuki info. The DRZ400 uh, was the most popular Suzuki, and the DRZ650 was the second most popular. So they're selling absolutely nothing. They're got... good for mastering, though.
1: That's what they are, all those sales are mastering boys.
0: Yeah. No, they are, 100%. They're, they're really good and for look, that. You guys were talking about 250s being suitable for a lot of punters. DRZ 400s are actually pretty good in the bush for just Joe Blow who rides yeah, once ride every fire six months. Yeah, trails and
1: the thing just goes for it. air cooled, not worrying about things boiling. Dude, they're fine. comfy. Yeah.
0: Sit down, you yeah. don't get a sore backside. They're actually not a bad bike. And they...
1: the 650s people turn into those adventure, half adventure things. Yeah. They really should just buy a ten.